This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And that'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker with you here. You call last night, Mike Breen on ABC. The Bucks are champions. Water performance, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 50 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks. The first game like that in the history of the NBA postseason. Forget just the finals. So the Bucks are champions can they win it again next year? Let's talk about that and a whole lot more. Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst for Odd Shark, joins us right now. Joe, welcome to the show. The Bucks uh, right now. You can find them at plus eight hundred, eight to one to repeat. Mm-hmm. Nets ahead of them. The Lakers ahead of them. What's your early thought on NBA futures? Can the Bucks repeat, or are you leaning Nets Lakers? Uh, I think the Nets is actually a bad investment there. You know, at the top of the odds board, two of the the three big three have a serious injury history. And, you know, these guys don't get healthier with age. You take a look at Kyrie. He's been knocked out of a playoff series for the Cavs, the Celtics, and now the Nets. And, of course, Durant, we know what his injury history is. You know, fingers crossed that, you know, we can have a healthy playoffs here next time around. Um, you look at other teams in the East, who knows what the 76ers are going to do with that Ben Simmons trade chip, if they're going to be able to uh, pull off a Damian Lillard trade. That would be massive for them, but that's still up in the air. But I don't mind the Bucks here at that number. You know, Milwaukee's kind of a team, they were an underachiever in the playoffs the past couple of years, and they just needed to get over that hump. You know, we saw them choke versus the Raptors a couple of years ago, going up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we saw what happened last year and the bubble, and they just need to get over that hump. And once they got over that hump, you know, they played pretty good basketball. So, you know, all these guys are still in their prime, and I think that they're going to, you know, use this experience, bring it in the next year. It's only going to make them better. So I don't mind Milwaukee at that number. Who knows about the Lakers? you got to figure they're going to look to bring another star in. Uh, You know, I, I wouldn't quite say LeBron's breaking down, but that championship window won't be open for much longer. Same with the Golden State Warriors. If they want to make a move, they got to make a move right now because that championship window is not staying open for much longer. Clay Thompson, if he goes back and is 75% of what he has been, not a bad player. But one team I got my eye on that I don't mind, uh, Utah Jazz, 14-1. They were the best team in the regular season. And they've had a couple bad playoffs here. You know, they had that collapse versus the Clippers this year. And maybe they can follow a similar path to the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Because as I just said, Milwaukee had a couple collapses in the past couple of playoffs. So maybe, uh, you know, Utah can learn from their mistakes and make a bigger push here next year. You know, lo- looking up and down that you mentioned all these teams and just looking at the odds alone, just the odds. 
what what player that's available now going into this offseason could drastically change these odds going forward to next year? Well, available in terms of trade, Damian Lillard would be the top guy. If if he can go to the 76ers, him and, and B, that would be a match made in heaven, right? Because they didn't have a whole lot of reliable scoring options, Philadelphia, down the stretch here in the playoffs. And even Embiid, he was beat up in the playoffs. So if they can have a 1A and 1B, and you can argue who the 1A and 1B is, that would be a fantastic situation for Philadelphia. So absolutely, I think he would be the biggest difference maker. You know, you have guys who could use a change of scenery. Porzingis, I don't think he's going to make that big of a difference. I think his best years are actually behind him. I think he peaked on the Knicks, but it's going to be very interesting. I know uh, Kawhi Leonard's injured. It would have been very interesting if he was going into the offseason healthy to see if he opted out. I kind of had to take thinking that he was going to opt out and sign with the Lakers. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility anymore. But, uh, yeah, 100% Damian Lillard would uh, be a big, big time difference maker. Joe, how much do you think Lillard on the Sixers would change their number? You know, the Bucs are 8-1. to one. Would, have both, would, would they be above the Bucs? If you put Lillard on the Sixers right now, let's just assume, I, I would assume Ben Simmons part of that deal, right? So let's say swap Ben out, put Lillard in, maybe some other smaller pieces. But if you put Lillard on the Sixers in place of Ben Simmons, would you place them above the Bucs in that kind of Eastern Conference odds pecking order? Uh, probably not, because you would have to assume that there'd be quite a bit of depth going along with uh, Ben Simmons in that trade. So Philly would probably be a pretty uh, top heavy team. Right. Uh, so I, I would put them right behind them, but it would absolutely make the, uh, the Eastern conference a lot more competitive. Right. Who's a dark horse next year. Who's a team that you think is going to make a, a step forward that can might, might surprise a few teams, not just teams, but fans as well. Well, I don't think they're going to make a run for the, the NBA championship, but one of the teams I thought was the most disappointing this past season was the New Orleans Pelicans. I thought it was a very odd hire bringing Stan Van Gundy and the coach, this young team, you know, kind of like an old school coach. And obviously it didn't work out because he's not there anymore. Right. So I think if the, that team makes some tweaks, uh, I think that they can be competitive within the Western conference and at least get into the playoffs. Um, I think the Knicks will be right there again in terms of being competitive, maybe a break into that top four in the East. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Celtics do. If they can add a little bit of depth, they're a bit of a top-heavy team as well, though. And uh, I think Dallas, you know, the NBA offseason is such a blast, right? Who knows what these teams are going to do. I think Dallas should look, look to offload Kristaps uh, Porzingis and bring in a little bit more depth maybe. Um I think that they could be a team that's in for some improvement as well. Joe Osborne joining us here, sports betting analyst for Odd Shark, as we discuss all things NBA and obviously a lot of baseball going on right now. Mm. Deadline coming up next week and, um, and, a, and a really good slate today. One thing I want to ask you is, you know, we know where the favorites are right now. We know it's yeah. the White Sox and the Astros and the Dodgers. Do you see value when you go past those teams? Like who, who stands out to you? as a team, let's say, past those top three favorites to win it all, that you have your eye on, that maybe the number doesn't quite match how good you think they are? You know what, guys? I absolutely hate to say it, but the New York Yankees are 7-3 oh. in their last 10 games. Well, boy. They're, they're only a handful of games out of the wild card race. They're 20-1 to to win the World Series. Uh, 
if everything starts to click for this team, it's not necessarily about adding pieces at the trade deadline. It's about living up to their, playing to their potential, right? You know, they've been up and down, maybe adding a pitcher to the starting rotation would help. But uh, the Yankees at 20 to 1 is not bad value. And I hate the Yankees. I'm a Blue Jays fan. Speaking of the Blue Jays, I think that they offer some value as well. If Hinjin Ryu can get back to that uh, top five Cy Young candidate form, that would be a, a nice one-two punch to go along with Robbie Ray, who's really revitalized his career so far this season. You get the Blue Jays in a playoff series, that's a scary lineup to go against, right? They're expected Completely. to be a, a player at the deadline here as well. And, you know, it, it's so tough in the uh, the National League West, right? Because you have those three teams all grouped together. I would love to see the San Francisco Giants uh, come out on top in that division. You know, they've been the best bet in baseball all season. So I'm kind of cheering for that. But if, if they win the division, you, you know, then you have the Dodgers and Padres in a wild card situation. So you'd automatically have to uh, devalue them. So as a result of that, the Dodgers right now, I know they're only a game out of the division, but plus 360 to win the World Series, a, a bit of a ripoff, if you ask me. You know, uh, mentioning all these player, these teams and play, let's go to players real quick. Because looking at mm-hmm. Jacob deGrom, he's pretty much a certified Cy Young winner right now, even though he's on the DL right now. However, this DL stint could put a bit of a dent in his MVP chances. Who do you think is going to be coming up the ranks in the NL MVP side? Ooh, the NL MVP side. Um, I don't have those numbers right in front of me right now, but you got to look at the the teams who, you know, are at the top of the divisions. Who are the guys that are most important to their teams? There's not really anyone that stands out on the Milwaukee Brewers, who I think could be a contender come playoff times, given their starting rotation. But uh, Tatis Jr. has been just absolutely fantastic in that lineup. Fingers crossed that shoulder holds up for him. But yeah, that that's a tough one. Uh, that is a very close one. Probably not a market that I'm looking to get involved in. <laughs> to be completely honest, it's a toss-up. Yeah, it is. The, the one guy that's been brought up on this show, Joe O, who's out this week, uh, always brings up Max Muncy, right? Because Acuna's hurt in the uh, for the Braves. DeGrom on the IL. You mentioned Tatis and his injury history with the shoulder. Like, those mm-hmm. three were the overwhelming favorites, Joe, a few weeks ago. Yeah. There's a chance all three end up on the IL. We know Acuna's out for the season. It would make it wide open. You mentioned top of the, the uh, division. If the Dodgers win the division and Muncy's got, I don't know, yeah. runs OPS of 1,000, could be him. Yeah, Muncy is absolutely raking right now, and he's not exactly one of these guys that that stands out. He didn't really pop into my head until you brought it up. So, yeah, that could be a bit of a dark horse there and a a big potential moneymaker for sure. One of my main dark horses in that exact same situation actually is Manny Machado. I think Manny Machado is about to have a monster second half. Yeah, he's improved quite a bit here recently. So, uh, you know, for the sake of my fantasy baseball team as well, we'll hope that uh, Manny Machado can pick it up. <laughs> yeah, Manny is awesome. And that, that Padres team is must watch. So let's jump to some football here. Training mm. camp opens today. Steelers and Cowboys in camp. Everyone else is going to show up next week. How do you bet the Cowboys here, Joe? I mean, everyone uh, looks at this team and there's so much going on here. Dak, yeah. pretty high up in the MVP discussion, plus 1,400. Um, the division, they're plus 135 to win it. My favorite stat I always throw out is the NFC East. No one has won this division in back-to-back years since the 03-04 Eagles. It's it's just like it's a crazy division to handicap. With Dak back, you'd assume the Cowboys are the favorite. How, how would you bet the Cowboys? Dak, divisions, would you go crazy on a, on a Super Bowl ticket? Where would you go, Cowboys? 
Uh, my outlook on the Dallas Cowboys is a negative one. You know, I think you could make just as good of an argument that they could finish last in the division as that they could finish first. So I don't see any value on them to win the division there. Um, I see the Cowboys plus 120 not to make the playoffs. I don't mind that. And I don't mind the under 10 and a half wins. So I look at Dallas and I see nothing but red flags, right? Uh, so Dak went down and he's coming back. But keep in mind, the Cowboys were one and three when he went down with that injury uh, last season. That one win was that, uh, that gigantic comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, his best days might be behind them. He seems to be the, the poster boy for not overpaying a running back, right? Uh, the offensive line isn't quite what it was, beat up a little bit. Then the defense is still absolutely awful, guys. Like, everyone's throwing around uh, Micah Parsons as if he it very well could be a very good player, but don't expect him to be the savior right away for this god-awful Cowboys defense. Now, I know they got Dan Quinn coming in to be the de- defensive coordinator, probably going to be an upgrade, and he made his name with the Seattle Seahawks, but keep in mind he was working with much different personnel when he was uh, the Seahawks defensive coordinator. So I don't mind the Cowboys plus plus 120 not to make the playoffs would be my favorite bet for Dallas. You know, one team we've also talked about a lot, a lot today along with the Cowboys is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Has their run finally come to an end in the AFC North? Are they going to fall down to third or possibly even fourth? I, I'm not the Steelers, you know, I think that they could be average to below average. It all depends on Ben Roethlisberger. And, you know, we don't really have the answers. We, we won't know until we see this guy play right. The team is full of talent, especially on the defensive end, going to be a top five defense in my opinion. But as we saw with Roethlisberger, he absolutely fell off a cliff towards the end of last season. Uh, so some tweaks to the offensive game plan to take a little bit of pressure off him could be huge and that could go a long way, but they're still the third best team in that division, right? So over eight and a half, it seems like a sharp number. I would lean towards the under on that though. Uh, you know, one big injury to that defense could be very, very costly to them. The receiving core is pretty good and, you know, uh, the running back from Alabama should be helpful as well. So, yeah, a lot of question marks around them, but I would lean towards them being below average, and I would take the uh, under eight and a half. Joe, about a little over a minute to go here. I noticed sure. you there is a Miami Dolphins helmet, which leads That's my me. team. All right, well, then I got to oh. get your, I got to get your opinion on Tua as he heads into yeah. the second year of his career. I am not a Tua guy. I think okay. he's not the right guy. And I would fade him in terms of his yards because I could see them pulling him out of games again, fade Miami with their over-under. What do you think of Tua as, as a sports betting analyst and a Miami guy? Are you in on Tua or are you worried? I'm in, man. We get, we got to give these time, guys more time to grow, for God's sakes. You know, Tua, there was a laundry list of excuses for this guy last year. And a lot of those were very reasonable Excuses. If you look at the weapons he had to work with, those guys weren't weapons at all. They were BB guns when <laughs> other guys are working with machine guns out there, right? So uh, they, they did upgrade uh, the guys, the skilled players around him. He's had a full off season to work with the new offensive coordinators. I think we're going to see him improve, right? People expect Pro Bowl from these rookies right away. And it doesn't help that Justin Herbert was absolutely fantastic and Joe Burrow was pretty damn good too until he went out. So that doesn't really uh, help uh, Tua. 
But let's not forget about the other guy in the division who everyone else was out on the first two seasons in the league, Josh Allen. Everyone hated this guy. Everyone, you know, threw him under the bus, and he was one of the worst decision makers in the NFL in his first two seasons playing quarterback. And now look at him, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, I don't know if Tua is going to make that jump to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but I do think he will improve. And, uh, you know, I'll be rooting for him, of course, this season. Yeah, there he is, Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst for Odd Shock. Joe, we appreciate it. Coming up, lightning bets. And we'll bring our guy on Vic from BetQL. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.